Welcome to episode 53 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we talk about Mark for Death from 1990. episode we'll be talking about Steven Seagal we're going to try to be entertaining we're going to try to be funny we're going to try to be informative but sometimes the podcast just doesn't go the way you want it to do and you gotta reach down deep inside you and take care of the podcast the way you need to take care of the podcast <laughs> with a fistful <laughs> I wonder nice. if you go through the entire day by just talking like Steven Seagal you just have to talk bullshit yeah. talk about like you know being one with yeah. water and <laughs> Yourself. Sometimes this society needs a little push in the right direction. <laughs> I love that speech. It's so out of place. Like it's like Seagal, and you just saw a guy got his hand his hand chopped off and shit, and then all of a sudden he's giving this speech with this emotional music to a priest. It's amazing about how like he's done all these I just bad can't, things. Can't, can't do it anymore, Father. I need a. Yeah, I actually wrote down the whole quote because it's oh, so good, but we'll save it for the. We'll save it. <laughs> uh, welcome everyone to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And uh, once again joining us is Steven uh, Seagal. Yeah, <laughs> Steven Seagal himself. Now, our buddy Sean Stokes for our 1980s action movie. I guess 1990s. 1990. Yeah, we were covering yeah. kind of 80s, 90s, early yeah. 90s. That was the time. Mid, mid, yeah, when was it? It probably wasn't early 80s, was it? Mid, mid to late yeah, 80s and early 90s. It was like the 10-year period of like the greatest action films of all time. But uh, yes, uh, Sean Stokes is joining us once again. Hey guys, thanks for having me back. <laughs> yeah, no worries, buddy. But yes, um, we are uh, continuing our action series. We uh, started off with a bang uh, with Schwarzenegger Commando. fucking lifting logs and throwing guys out of cars <laughs> and snapping necks. This movie is uh, so ridiculous in a different way, I find. Well, it's just a goal running like a fancy boy, yeah. right? And then, you know, fighting crazy... Keith Davis is in Jamaican this one? posses and shit. This, yeah, actually, this film, there's a lot of throughout it uh, appearances. But again, we're getting off track. We'll okay, talk okay. Mark for death in a little bit. Before we get into the main course, uh, any appetizers you got? I do, actually. I, I came up with a game for you two to play. 
Okay. I have a bunch of here. I got 10 different uh, quotes from uh, 80s and 90s action movies, and I want to see which one of you can do it. So, like, we'll go back and forth, like Kyle, then Stokes, and Kyle, then Stokes. How does that sound? And the and first can case... I steal it if he doesn't get okay. it? Okay. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If you steal, that's worth half a point. I don't. I haven't really okay. flushed this game out, right. but... Uh... You know what would have been a fun game, too, the maybe next time? Name Seagal movies, and you have to guess whether they're real titles or not. <laughs> that actually would be so... amazing. Well, I always had a good idea for, like, a, a band would be, like, Steven Seagal's band, because he's in a band. Right, and call it like Shout for Justice. Someone actually has or like a on Deadly band. Sound. <laughs> Someone has a band, and they're called the the Steve N, like N the letter, yeah, Seagulls or something. Oh, that's actually amazing. Something like that. I, I could be wrong. When when I was actually, I got into a little uh, YouTube. I went down the rabbit hole of searching uh, Seagull music videos and shit and live performances because Seagull is apparently a musician. And uh, yeah, I, I came across that. But again, we'll, we'll talk about Seagull in a little bit. Let's uh, let's do this. Okay, so. Well, I guess uh, Kyle will go first. Okay. He doesn't have a name, so death can't find him. This is a real hard one. I don't know if you're going to get this. Um, the one thing is, too, my Bronson Norris knowledge isn't uh, up to par. Uh, but well, he doesn't have a name, it, uh, death can't find him. Um, Ramble 2? Nope. First Blood? Stokes? I got nothing, man. Waterworld. Oh, Waterworld. All That's right. not even a real movie. Come on. Yeah, okay, okay. Waterworld. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I didn't want to make it too easy on you guys. Okay, I got one of Stokes probably there. Welcome to the party, pal. Stokes? Nothing. Nothing? Kyle? Welcome to the party. Uh, aliens, too? Die Hard. Oh, uh, we're terrible at this. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Consider that a divorce. Hmm. True Lies? No. No? No. That's not Stokes? Yeah, almost. Definitely Schwarzenegger. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Not today? Nothing. Total Recall. Fuck yeah. See, Total I don't know recall. if I've seen Total Recall. Okay. If you don't get this, I'm going to smack you. Always bet on black. Oh, wow. That's Wesley Snipes' Passion of 57. There right? it is. One for Kyle. Stokes, this is an easy one, too. Rambo is a pussy. <laughs> Tango and cash. One for one. Kyle, you're a disease, and I'm the cure. Cobra. Cobra. Two, one for Kyle. Prepare to meet Callie in hell. Oh, man, I, got, I don't know. Can Kyle steal for half a point? Oh, just give me a second. I don't know. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I don't know. What is it? Temple of Doom. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it's, uh, it's Callie. Right? Yep. That's, I, was trying to remember, I was trying to think of what movie, but then I was like, yeah. Okay. I, this was a hard one, actually. I only bring it up because it's you. You're the rocket man. Trump? <laughs> no. Is it uh, The Rock? The Rock! Stokes! Uh, so, 2 to 1.5. All right. This is from Matilda. Nothing. Kindergarten cop? Leon the professional. Can you fly, Bobby? Predator? Nope. Think you can fly, Bobby? Uh, it's from RoboCop. Uh. <laughs> Okay, this one, if you can't get that, this one's even harder. Can you fly, you sucker? I thought that would be the easiest one, like from the Thinking Fly Bobby, but this one I'm is not, probably. Uh, I've probably only seen Robocop like twice in my all life. All right, all right, all right. Um, this is Stokes, though, right? Because he was trying to steal that last one. Okay, yeah, so this, is, this will be the last one then. That way we did both. Can you fly, you sucker? This definitely sounds familiar, but I, I can't. No dice. Can't Kyle? Who would be calling people suckers? Sucker. 
Nicholas Cage? It is not Nicholas Cage. I thought it would be Nicholas Cage. All right, I don't. I got nothing. I don't, I don't know either. It's from Tremors. Okay, it's I, not an action flick. Come on. Okay, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> this fucking guy ran out of our action movies. Not even one Chuck Norris quote in there. No. Well, again, you didn't get any. I'm curious. You'd get like a, anything from like Michigan action or like a. All right, I had one tiebreaker. I did actually. I was watching a trailer because I've been uh, yep. looking at. Uh, dipping my foot into some Norris films and seeing which ones are worth a damn. But there's one trailer I watched. I think it was um, it was one of the cop ones. But anyways, he walks into the uh, the room, a pool hall, sorry, and um, some guy's just like, "Who the fuck do you think you are?" Or something. He's like, "If I wanted, to, if I wanted your opinion, I'd beat it out of you." Yeah, something, or something like, like that. that. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I did have a, uh, a tiebreaker for those of us tie. My whole body is an engine. And this is a fire plug, and he makes a fist. And I'm going to light him up. It kind of sounds like a Dolph Lundgren or something. Stokes, anything? It's from Over the Top. Okay. <laughs> over the Top. So Kyle is the rating champion of uh, quotable quotes. <laughs> well, I think that was a tie, wasn't it? That was tough, man. No, you got two. You got 1.5. Oh, okay. Because you get a half a point for stealing. Okay. Um, cool. <laughs> Well, uh, that we hope you play, played along. With I that think we home. both have to like hand in our. Uh, our I was thinking about putting in like Action Jackson quotes. I'm like, oh, when's the last time we watched Action Jackson? I think yeah. Well, the problem is too. Like, I love these movies, but a lot of them yeah. I haven't watched in a while. Yeah, like, it, it's been some time. And some of them, like I saw as a kid, I don't even count that. Like, I probably didn't watch. Like Total Recall, I think I've seen. I've pretty much seen the whole film. Like, I'm I know most of the beats, but like I wouldn't cons- count myself as seeing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Cool. Well, uh, what movie did you watch this week, buddy? Yeah, so I did watch a flick. So I've been trying to watch uh, action flicks during our action series. This one actually has a little bit of horror in there as well, though. For you know, our the fact that we are mostly a horror show. But uh, from 1982, Raw Force. Oh, dude, <laughs> did you watch this? Yeah, have you watched? I it? watched half of it already. It yeah. is such an insane movie with tits yeah. galore <laughs> <laughs> it is uh so uh, vinegar syndrome put this out on blu-ray and i've heard uh for, for a while it looks kind of insane i watched the trailer i'm like yeah this is right up my alley yeah i've been enjoying these like b-movie action flicks like you've never heard of mm-hmm. and then they're like they're just really fun surprises um last week was nam nam's, nam's angels nam's angels or nam angels sorry this week uh raw force so it opens up, you have this gang, you learn they pretend to be the cops, and they go in into these- They raid um, a cat house. Yeah, they raid, uh, exactly, cat house or pussy houses. A brothel, <laughs> if you want to be politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, they raid, yeah, they, they pretty much get these prostitutes, pretend to be cops, arrest them, but then they bring them to this island and sell them to these monks who you find out are cannibalistic monks. <laughs> But uh, the thing with this island is, there's one guy who's like, no, this is where all the uh, disgraced warriors go to die, which is insane. So on top of it, this is all in the first five minutes, so I'm not spoiling anything. So they bring the women there, and then they're like, ah, this woman is too skinny, so what are we going to do with her? And the monks are going to like, yeah, they're getting all like rapey and shit. But then there's out of nowhere, the zombie uh, ninja samurai (laughs) comes out of nowhere, slices her, blood goes everywhere, and that's the opening of the film. Uh, from there was up and and sorry the the villain that's kind of the one capturing the women he looks like a Hitler oh it's Hitler insane. with glasses he has a stash too right yeah and then he's got with him is like his uh, his crony is like this kind of young kind of uh, looks like he's going for the uh, Goonies Josh Brolin yeah. look he's the second command so they're the ones behind it anyways we cut to you uh, these three martial arts guys they're buddies they're going on this cruise ship. 
they're all kind of like they're going to be the uh, on cruise entertainment. Yeah, so they're going to put on like uh, action shows and tell people how to self defense and shit like that. Um, and of course, so that's going to set up that you're going to have tons of chop sake action. And, yeah, but what, like you said, this film is a weird mix of where it's like fifty percent martial arts film, but then it's like forty percent exploitation kind of sex yeah. romp. Like there's constantly like them just having. Not only those guys, but everyone. There's just constant nudity throughout. There is this weird orgy that happens on the <laughs> ship that just kind of like everyone's just like fucking everybody. And there's like, yeah, like there's these, this weird scene and like you got nerds to, getting it on with this like older prostitute. They can't figure out how to do it. And, well, it's funny because yeah. that's a, well, her pants are too tight. She's uh, a ginger woman. That's a Camille Keaton from my, the original I Spit on Your Grave. Oh, crazy. Uh, but yeah, then, then there's like this hot, uh, she's going to be the. I guess the centerfold in a Playboy magazine or something and she's hitting on this guy she finds him cute and then he starts like judging you and you find out that he's like so re- religious and he's like <laughs> everyone here is committing sins or whatever there's this weird that ginger dude where he's like bald on the top but then crazy hair on the sides and this crazy beard and he's like the weirdest looking dude and he's hitting on like the 80 year old well not probably 80 probably 70 year old yeah. woman that uh, she's the rich woman that kind of owns the cruise mm-hmm. like yeah the, that scene is in the middle of the film it goes on for like 10 minutes it's just so weird these guys just party in like <laughs> almost like kick dancing too is yeah like a- but it's such a weird yeah it's such a weird movie other characters you have the um, the drunken captain of the ship I like that guy he's always complaining that how the, uh, the older woman runs the cruise yeah, that she's cheap, and uh, you also meet the Asian cook who is also a martial arts expert because that's going to come into play. You need to have the him teaming up with the three guys, and then you have this undercover. She's kind of the sexy Charlie's Angels cop uh, who is going to obviously help them kick ass as well. And, oh, and I forgot. Then there's the um, the sleazy cheating husband who's like kind of looks like uh, what's his name? Um, the porn star, doesn't he? No. Um yeah, I totally forget who he looks like, but he like he's like hey, look, your dad. Like, yeah, yeah, he looks like my old man. <laughs> but this guy, this guy, that he's... I forgot his name. <laughs> oh, dad, that's who it looks like. Daddy, uh, no, but so they're out, and the one guy, the one martial arts guy, kind of has a crush on his wife, and he thinks she deserves better because she's with this guy. Well, he's going to the cat house too, right? Yeah, like, hey, he's, listen, well, he's like, uh, they're, yeah, they're shopping. Me. They're shopping, go, uh... and he's like, oh, well, we're getting really tired, right? And he's like, oh, no, not really. No, no, trust me, we we're, are. We're and go, then they go get a beer. We'll be right back. They go jump in the taxi, and yeah. He takes him to the brothel so he can get laid, which is weird because his wife's kind of hot. But yeah, there's a lot of lot of really hot women in this. They all get nude, and it's like full frontal. It's not yeah, just yeah. like breasts. No, no, like, it's. Uh, um, but yeah, it's this nice blend of like kind of not teen romp because they're not teens, but I guess adult <laughs> sex romp. Yeah, and uh, and martial arts film. There's some good. There's some, the martial arts is like pretty well done though. There's some good stuff. There's a great scene in the bar where they fight off some guys. And the one guy literally, they're trying to get away in the, the van, and the one guy runs and literally jump kicks through the van. That was as, cool, right? As it's fucking driving, like that was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, you're just watching this film because it's so insane. There's a really cool uh, on this the um, the cruise ship. They get a, uh, attacked by a bunch of like pirate guys that are sent from the mm-hmm. the Nazi Hitler looking motherfucker. But um, what's great about them is that the pirate villain guys that come on they look they look insane almost like a, a cartoonish villain well they look they look like they raided Prince's closet <laughs> yeah. like the they, the one guy's wearing like a silver vest a and like bell bottoms <laughs> and a purple uh purple bandana and then the other guy's got this like red tank top that's like this half belly tank top like it they look ridiculous but they're coming in and they're killing and trying you're to you're insulting our and, guest you can yeah. clearly see he's wearing a red tank top <laughs> well he was inspired by Prince weren't you it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying when you're trying to be, uh, you know, tough bad guys that uh, 
Stokes is going to go down with his like uh, bell bombs and his tank top, go like intimidate the local toughs at the basketball court. <laughs> Actually, that's something I'd want to see. But uh, yeah, that, that's a cool scene in the middle of the film. It's like this for a B film, you know, you have the, the cruise ship blown up and they have to get the life raft out, which was kind of fun. Uh, but anyways, they eventually do end up on the island. Of course, you get tons of action with the zombies and all that stuff. So um, the ending I thought was a little anticlimactic. It didn't live up to the rest of the film. No spoiler anything. I still got about like Yeah, I, I won't say anything, but it, it was really cool. One thing I will say, though, on top of all this craziness of zombies and martial arts and cannibalistic the monks. The story has heart. No, they also add in it's like a, a scene moment where, like the uh, the uh, samurai chef's like, "Father, I just can't do this anymore. I, I need to get out of the city. I've done I've done a lot of things in that kitchen." Father. No, Seagal's not in this film, unfortunately. But no, what they add in on top of it all, which they only mention, like they don't mention. I think they they're in the water before and they don't mention it. But for the scene, they got to have. Oh no, he's in the water. He doesn't know that it's infested with uh, man-eating piranhas. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so you get some uh, killer piranhas in there on top of all this. Um, I, yeah, I had a blast with it. Um, it's just, you're just watching it to see what they throw at you next. Yeah, it was nonstop from the get-go. Yeah, right? but again, like, I enjoyed, like, all the characters were, like, one, interesting enough that you are you had fun following them. You wanted mm-hmm. to see them all survive. Um, tons of, uh, I don't know if there's too much male nudity, is there? But tons of female nudity uh, for for your fancy fellas out there if you're into that and uh, yeah I really dug it I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 okay yeah seems uh, again these early. I'm really digging like these are B movie action movies like I know I'm going to watch this again it's I know de- I'm going to watch Nat Angel it's definitely again. like a Philippine movie right like, yeah it was filmed in the Philippines uh, so yeah I don't know I'm totally digging I hope uh, I have another one that uh, I believe the other one was put out by Scorpion but I think it's the same thing it's like five martial arts teaming up to fight off against a bunch of people. I can't remember the name of it, but I, I'm hoping to get through that one as well. But uh, I'm totally digging these B movie action flicks. I'm, they're movies like they would be a blast to like throw on with some buddies, some pizza, yeah. beer, do some double, yeah. triple, that definitely. Or something. Even just watching the trailer for this movie, I'm like, guys, come over. We're yeah, all yeah, yeah. And- but uh, yeah, totally had a blast with it. Uh, did you guys watch anything? Or I, I, I didn't do anything this week. Stokes, did you go through Seagal's modern catalog? No, no, no. <laughs> like, like, I've, I've obviously already done that a long time ago, but. Uh, <laughs> I was watching a movie called The Shallows last night. Have yeah. you guys seen this? Oh, yeah. Was it Blake Lively? Blake Lively, yeah. I like that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the wife was watching it. So her movies are usually two out of ten, in my opinion. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Blake Lively or movies your wife chose? Oh, the movies she chooses are usually oh, okay. a two. I usually, 15 minutes, yeah. I'm like, you know what, I'm out of here. I can't do this. <laughs> but, so I was like, okay, so it's Blake Lively in a bikini against a shark. I'm like, all right. Hey, that's, so... worth it. that's worth at least 20 minutes of your time right there, right? I mean, honestly. But, like, this movie's actually really, like, it's intense. It, it yeah. gets you, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, Again, it falls apart in the last, like, ten minutes, right? Yeah, it, it goes seems... a little, like, well, it goes a little, it almost is fitting for this episode, because yeah. the ending does feel like, like, an 80s action flick. Yeah. It's a little, little unbelievable by the end, but, uh, yeah, like, that, the first, like, hour and oh, yeah. whatever hours, is an hour, what is an it's, hour and a half? It's, 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 it's an pretty, hour and 29 yeah. minutes, like, hour and a half, so it's so the first hour perfect and amount or, of time. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not too long. It doesn't overstay its welcome. And it doesn't get into, like, you have some stuff, like, you get back into what's going on in her home life, but it's not too... Well, I thought it didn't really well. too much of the Even, like, when she was, like, texting her old man, like, it goes, uh, you saw, like, her phone in, like, the sky, which I thought was kind of dope. But yeah, I, I really like the shark and everything in that. Like, mm-hmm. how it was all done. It and even like the, the, the effects kind of cool. Like when that Mexican who was like stealing her wallet gets like eaten. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that cool. was a cool scene. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it reminded me of uh, kind of like, you guys seen the movie Buried, Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have it. I picked it up for like a Blockbuster's closing sale mm-hmm. and I haven't watched it. It's still sealed, but I've heard it's, decent things about it. It's not 
exactly the same, but it's kind of similar. It's, it's basically just one person. Very in, insular. In the, in the whole, like, in yeah. Ryan Reynolds is, like, there's no literally nobody else. Yeah. But it kind of goes along the same lines <laughs> as that. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. What you what'd you guys give it? I think I gave it a 6.5, actually. Yeah, I'm about it. I don't think I'm at that range. Yeah. I'm eating a donut right now. So. <laughs> Kyle gives a donut a 10 out of 10. <laughs> I think I gave it like a 7 out of 10 or something. I, yeah. I remember liking it. I think it might have made my top 10 of the year. Oh, get out of here, really? Yeah. I'm a sucker for shark films. Like, even that... Shallows? No, it's Shallows. Uh, the Reef? The one coming out, though, with uh, Jason Statham, the Meg, Meg. the huge... You know shark. what? It doesn't look good, but it's like, I want to see it. I'm on board for the Meg. Like, That's it, something we it should looks see, so man. That's goofy. totally like Ghost yeah. of the Bodies movie. Obviously, my fiance has no interest in it. What but, movie um, is this? The Meg? Like Jason Statham versus a shark. You haven't seen oh, the Megalodon. I haven't seen the trailer. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Fuck, should we pause the show right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's pretty much, yeah, there's like this prehistoric shark and it's like way, way bigger than Jaws. I think you could put anybody versus a shark and it's like, okay, that's yeah, going to be yeah, interesting. Yeah, exactly. You know what? <laughs> you know, we're going to pause this show right now because <laughs> this is embarrassing that he hasn't seen it. If this. they had like a Dustin Diamond versus a shark, I would watch the hell out of that movie. I'd be rude for the shark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're back. So, what do you think, Stokes? <laughs> it looks pretty like Jaws and the Expendables like mashed together. And it, looks, it looks pretty good. It doesn't. Well, it doesn't you, look good, but it looks remember, fun. Like you remember Bruce? We got Bruce times a thousand. <laughs> like some of the comedy seems a bit out of place. I'm, it's really weird, like getting Statham in that type of flick. Like I'm assuming he's supposed yeah. to be the scientist. I wonder if they're gonna play. I wonder if they're gonna play it for laughs. Like it's gonna be like a, almost like a goofy. Yeah, I know. I heard the people like. I, well, I heard the, the original. It's based on a book, and I think there's a bunch of them. And I heard the book's not even very good, but I heard it is more serious, and people yep. are kind of like thrown off by the tone of this. But I, I don't know. I'm fine. Like, if you can do a shark movie like this, I'm fine with yeah. it being a little bit goofy. I'm kind of hoping like Prana, but with a giant fucking yeah, shark. Yeah, exactly. I, I think trying to do Jaws. At, well, I don't know. One day I'd like to see someone do Jaws again, a good movie again yeah. with like a killer shark. But I don't know. I'm sure it's gonna be fun. Like there's some cool shots, and the, the posters have been great. Yeah. You know, the, We'll see. The one thing I'm really confused about, though, it seems like they don't know like what size this thing's supposed to be. Every depending on what poster or shot in the movie, like it looks completely different. Right? Like, it doesn't look like like some shots you've seen. Like you know, a human is like a speck. It's like the size of the shark's tooth. Yeah. And then other things you've seen, it's like you know, it's like twice the size of jaws or something. Like it's kind of, it's like they didn't nail down the size they yeah. were going to decide on whatever shot worked better. But yeah. I, that's something we should all go see. I'm, I'm game. That's a movie that like, you got to see it on the big screen. Oh, yeah, for shark. sure. But um, anyways, how do we get into the I, I, I don't even know. <laughs> oh, we're um, talking about uh, the shallows. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. So, uh, sorry, what did you give the shallows still? Yeah, I think uh, six and a half. Okay, yeah, and I, I, think I, I think I was a little bit, you I might have been higher. You might have been I think 7. I was 5? like seven and a half, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed that one. Uh, it was a nice surprise. There's another one that just came out as well. Uh, I think it's called 47 Meters Down. Yeah, with that. It's, it's uh, worth a watch as well. That one's got uh, Mandy, Mandy Moore in a bikini for your Stokes. So if you want, want to do like, like a twofer, you can do one tonight. One yeah, it'd be tonight. a good double feature. And that that's one where like mm-hmm. they go on this shark, uh, one of those, it's like a Cages. tourist thing where you go in a cage and the cage falls and they get stuck underwater and then there's sharks above them. Um, but it, it was worth the watch as well. I, I enjoyed the shallows much more myself. Yeah, but, um, I would still. Say I'm watch a big that uh, one. fan of hers. I did see every episode of Gossip Girl. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even lying there. But it's a great show. Was she in Gossip Girl? Yeah, and it was a great show. Okay, check it out. I don't think I've ever seen this. <laughs> uh, it's probably not going to happen. But thanks yeah. for the. Uh, <laughs> Hey, thanks for coming, Stokes. We'll see you later, buddy. Uh, <laughs> um, <this> guy. <laughs> no, do, do we have anything else to talk about? Or are we going to jump into some uh, Mark for Death? Oh, it's time to jump into Mark for Death. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go up the trailer. 
um, which we'll talk about because there's a couple of shots in the trailer that didn't make the movie. Here you guys go. Jamaican gangs known as posses are now dominating the American drug trade. In Above the Law, he got tough. Who's that? John Hatcher, DEA. In Hard to Kill, he got even. It's not the time for you to walk out of me. I've had enough. He thinks she's retired. He still looks functional to me. Now, the man with the short fuse is marked for death. I want you to meet my sister, goddess of fire. Steven Seagal is John Hatcher. He's dead. And he don't even know it. A good cop. Your family has been marked. In a bad mood. I don't think he's gonna get the chance. What are you planning to do? I'm gonna take out the posse. One thought he was invincible. The other thought he could fly. They were both wrong. Who do you fear? Him. I'm gonna deliver you into the light. Steven Seagal is marked for death. It's my silent partner. But this time, he's bringing out the big guns. Steven Seagal, marked for death. Are you some kind of cop? Nah, I'm just a concerned citizen. Retired DEA agent is out to hunt down and take out a Jamaican posse that has targeted he and his family for murder. You've seen him above the law, and you've seen him in a coma. <laughs> now see him take on voodoo gods. Well, that actually kind of works. You could be like, he's above the law, he's out for justice, he's marked for death, he's hard to kill, he's Steven Seagal. If you're a Jamaican standing in his neighborhood, you better believe you're on deadly ground. <laughs> Um, yes, we're here to talk about the masterpiece that is Mark for Death from 1990. This was uh, in the heyday of Seagal before he was the fat terrorist that he is now. <laughs> you guys saw what he looks like now? Oh, he, look, crazy. he looks like a Bond villain. It's crazy. He looks like Kenny Rogers with all like, the plastic surgery because his face is so taut. Well, his he's just got a fat face because yeah. he's, he's matching his fat body. Yeah, it's sense. really unfortunate because out of all the action stars, he was actually legit, right? He's like a well, shallow. He was always monk, one of my favorite, he? and even when he, when you watch this one, do you guys notice like it seems like he's actually really fucking throwing and hitting people? Yeah, so, it looks like it, doesn't it? And I think I believe, like I think I read he, a lot of time he was like he liked to like go on set and kind of assert his like dominance. Yeah, dominance. So I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he actually was doing all. Those. Do, you, do you think he sells not, it really well? Do you think he's a wang in real life? Oh, he's a yeah. I yeah. think he has a huge. In, in real life yeah. he's very like you can tell in interviews so he's always talking about like how he's the toughest like there, you can find a couple interviews again I went down the rabbit hole did he go um, like Van Damme I'd kick his ass oh yeah yeah he well he laughs at like all those ass. and there's another interview where they're naming off like Michael J. White and stuff and he literally laughs at the <laughs> interviewer so he, he definitely was one of the out of like all the martial arts guys whereas Van Damme is more yeah. modest he he got asked a question kind of made, had fun with it and yeah. a joke whereas Seagal was so serious and just pretty much laughed at hell so he pretty much plays Seagal in every movie yeah well the we know he's a dick because didn't yeah. he? He was married to uh, what's the woman from Hard to Kill and Weird Science? Um, 
Kelly LeBrock, he was married to the ridiculously hot Kelly LeBrock. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think he he they broke up. He was abusing her. Oh, he was beating her. I think so. Oh shit. Um. So yeah, I don't think he's a nice guy in real life, unfortunately. But anyways, out of all the action stars, it's really unfortunate because like Van Damme is still making movies and and he can sell it. And I know Seagal is still making movies, but I don't. I'm not believing as much. Like it's unfortunate to see him because you look at Stallone. Uh, Schwarzenegger, they're all still big. Everyone's still fitting in shape. And then you look at Seagal and he looks like he got bit by like a thousand bees. Like, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's unfortunate that's all I'm getting at because it'd be cool. Like, and I mean, I would be down with, I saw, I was looking at his IMDb credits and like, Apparently he has in it's in pre production or something above the law too and it's like oh I really want to see that oh wait no, no I forgot he looks like no, this I, I don't, don't. want to see that like it's <laughs> but anyways yeah we'll make fun of Seagal a little bit <laughs> later so yeah the plot of this movie is pretty much uh, Seagal is retired um, he goes on a mission at the beginning where you get a young Danny Trejo that's crazy because he has not aged right he looks exactly the same yeah. <laughs> he did like in this movie that he was probably fresh right out of prison mm-hmm. Danny Trejo at that point but. Um, yeah, so it opens up. He gets some hands lopped off oh, and whatever, yeah. and his partner gets shot and killed, I believe. And he didn't even want to go. He's like, "Guy, what are we doing? Like, let's just get out of here. Like, this is dangerous. Like, we're gonna do this. Come on, man. Are you yeah, man or are you he mouse? forces him into it. Yeah. But the the best part is too. Like, did you not feel that there was any emotion that he cared his partner died? Like, it's supposed to be he retired because he, you know, there's just been too much. He's at the breaking point where, like, no matter what he does, crime is still there or whatever. But yeah, I, I was down. A, there a lot with of movies the, sell the cockroaches that cockroaches <laughs> and snakes, and I became one myself. A lot of movies sell that better where your partner dies and you're hit hard by it, so yeah. you retire. This one, I didn't really get the impression. Sometimes you gotta like fire your gun in the air while you have his body in your heart and say no (laughs) (laughs) but anyways that's pretty much the opening of film so he's a retired DA agent he comes home to live with his sister and her um, daughter who's played by a young Daniel Daniel Harris Harris. and then uh, and then he also he meets up with his old high school buddy who's now uh, a gym teacher a football coach uh, Keith David hard ass football coach and uh, he's telling him all that he lost his nephew to cocaine (laughs) there's a lot of drugs going throughout the city that he's not happy about and Seagal's just like you know you gotta just forget about man. You can't do anything. You're not going one Take man can't your change. Yard. Yeah, and uh, but during a, a bar scene, some Jamaicans uh, come and start shooting people off. Seagal Was stops. It Colombians one. that they were like killing off. I guess. Yeah, so, that, eh? yeah, because you have the Colombians. Yeah. Well, the Colombians come to the Jamaicans and they're like, you know. You're coming in here. That's fine. We'll share it. But you're making too much noise, and you're getting Come the cops in. involved and stuff. Where we are doing it like under under the radar. So, anyways, there's a feud between so them. This is the only movie that made the Colombians look good. Am I, am I wrong in this? Or <laughs> <laughs> this is... <laughs> well, I think they're all slime. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Seagal at that point becomes marked for death. The Jamaicans oh, he want starts, revenge. He's fucking around with the. They uh, threaten him, saying, "Ah, oh, if you screw face, man, you don't fuck around with yeah, screw face." Yeah, you know, you you touch me, you're we're gonna come after you, and they do. So it's it's a pretty much film. They're coming, they're shooting up his uh, sister's home. And you don't get much emotion from him that either, right? Like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's a little bit like I. Well, we'll get into it some little okay. more what they do to his sister, but anyway, Seagal is gonna. He's had enough, and him and Keith David are gonna kick ass take out some Jamaicans. Uh, that's pretty much the film. This was uh, directed by Dwight H. Little. Great name. Same director as Halloween 4. Oh, crazy. Uh, Return of Michael Myers. Who It was actually Seagal watched that film and was like, I wish you get uh, Dwight Little to direct <laughs> Mark for Death. Which is kind of like, maybe Seagal is a horror fan. That would be mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, he also directed the 89 Phantom of the Opera uh, starring um, Robert, Robert England. England. Yeah. 
Uh, Rapid Fire, starring Brandon Lee. Oh, yeah, shit. And Murder at 1600, the Wesley Snipes uh, oh, film. I think that's nice. one where he sees like a murder in the White yeah. House. And, but yeah, he hasn't really done too many movies since then. It looks like he went on to doing TV, did some Millennium, X-Files, Sleepy Hollow. He's currently from Death Till Dawn. I don't know if that's still going, but he did a bunch yeah. of episodes of those. So, so he's still working. like Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess, I mean, there's nothing that outstanding in this film directing-wise. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of standard. It's confident. Yeah, so... Uh, writers, it was written by Michael Grays and Mark Victor, who uh, wrote Death Hunt with uh, Bronson, Poltergeist 1 and 2. Oh. And then they did a bunch of like UFO, alien documentaries, TV movies. Like uh, Alien Autopsy? Yeah, like kind of killed their career. Maybe they were crazy alien conspiracy, conspirators? Mm-hmm. Conspiracies. Conspiracy nuts. Uh, and then, oh, sorry, they wrote Cool World. That, 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 oh, with that with Brad, Brad Pitt? Pitt? That's actually probably what killed yeah. their career. But... Um, the film's uh, working title for this was Screwface, which is kind of cool. But that was actually that would be a trademark of like a uh, porn that they came out with in 1988, <laughs> which is uh, not. Uh, I don't know if you guys know the whole story behind this. There, there's a big um, dispute over who wrote it. So these guys did like all kinds of research. They, uh, I think, they were watching the news and they saw Michael saw like um, an, a real news story about the Jamaicans coming in and they're you know killing yeah. up people. The the Jamaican posse's just so, like in Predator too. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, um, we could have did like a Jamaican. Oh yeah, and we could have done like series. that, and like only the only the strong, only the brave. Yeah, I think it's only strong. Yeah, but anyways, that kind of got them the idea, and then they started doing research. They added the voodoo in this story because they went out with the police, and the police are actually the ones that told us like that stuff does happen. And uh, and then they also met with like one of the biggest drug dealers in Jamaica to kind of get do some research for the film. So they did all this and then Seagal had the balls to uh, claim that he wrote the whole movie. Oh, that's crazy. I guess he uh, he actually tried, he brought it up with the Writers Guild saying that he had rewritten 93% of the original draft and he so he should get sole writer's credit, but they looked into it and denied him and he got nothing and the other two writers <laughs> got full credit. Um, there's even, you can find an interview he was on like one of those interviews, I don't know who it was, David Letterman or yeah. whatever. He's going on about that scene where he's like, you know, that scene he's talking about, like, you know, it's like a hole in a dam, and you plug Blue it with finger. your finger, and water keeps on coming out, then you plug with your thumb, and it still keeps on, <laughs> then you plug with your toe, and then you stick your dick in there. And, you know? <laughs> but he's, he, he talks about, he actually does, goes over that whole scene on the, the interview and, and says, you know, that saying that he wrote all that, and he wrote most of the script. But yes, he was denied, and he did not get any credit. With gems like that, how could he not? <laughs> but uh, things he did change, I guess, instead of John Hatcher, who's uh, Seagal's character, in the original script, he was John Stefano. He was uh, an Italian with a family. Uh, he wasn't a DE agent. He was actually just a freelance troubleshooter who worked on both sides of the law. Oh, he was a mercenary. Yeah. Uh, he had a wife and kid who were killed. Which I, I think I've seen would've... this movie before, actually. Yeah, well, that's all his films. <laughs> yeah. But I'm surprised they didn't have it in this film. I think it would have added even more impact, even more reason for him to get revenge. And then Screwface and his gang, they were more dangerous than they were in the movie, a little bit more violent. There's a scene where they, at the end, you know, where they get uh, captured, but he escapes pretty quickly. Yeah. Originally a script, like him and his buddy got like brutally tortured for hours. Oh, before, really? Before escaping. And then the end fight was a lot more violent, and the, the Jamaican gang like stood around as they fought him and and screw face but yeah I don't know I think it's like he did little changes like that you can definitely tell some of the Seagal isms that are in there yeah. like the speeches Yeah, you can tell that he wrote that because you see that kind of shit in all his films yeah. hard to kill and everything 
But yeah, it sounds like like the basic outline and everything was already done. Mm-hmm. He just changed some of the speeches, some of his dialogue. It sounds like, but yes, <laughs> either way, the uh, the other two writers got the full credit. The uh, Michael Graves and Mark Victor got full credit. Uh, Score in this one was done by James Newton Howard. Uh, you know, it's done hundreds of films. Some of my favorites, The Fugitive, is a great score. Uh, he did Batman Begins, King did he, Peter Jackson's King Kong. Did he write that Screwface song? Jump for your Screwface. No, that's um. <laughs> It's funny you mentioned that. That's actually John Crow by Jimmy Cliff and oh. Seagal. Oh, get out Seagal of here. sings a bit in that song in the actual one. Oh, to make that and song he, is he kind helped of write it. Yeah, he it's helped like, write it. it. It's quite. He should probably get writing credit for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he did, I guess. Well, that's what made me go down the, the Seagal rabbit hole. And you, I found out he's a guitarist. He's a musician yeah. since he was 12 years old. And he's, you can find some stuff. I mean, he's not bad. He just sits there. It's fine. There's like a blue show and everyone's standing. He's just sitting down playing because he's oh, so yeah, fat. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Slick licks. But yeah, he, he's not bad. I mean, I wouldn't drop good money to see him or anything. Have, but... you, ever, have you ever seen the Mad TV? I know Matty has the Mad yeah, TV. Will yeah. Sasso and Steven Seagal. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. The stand-up comedy skit. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's amazing. People need to watch that. Where it's him just, in the restaurant. Just, and just... Oh, he's in the stand-up comedy club and like basically... That's a joke. You're supposed to laugh, and then he goes and kicks everyone's ass because they're not laughing. I didn't see. I saw the same kind of thing though. He's in a, re- a restaurant, yeah. and it's him playing Seagal, and he's like talking, giving speeches, like these good heart speeches, and then it ends up for some reason him kicking everyone's ass. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, go check that out. I'm yeah, throwing that out there. We'll Seagal on YouTube, but. Um, yeah, sorry. So that song, uh, John Crow, is actually um, another way. The real pronunciation of that is J- Jan Crow. And that is someone that is the lowest form of human life, uh-huh. usually doesn't have any redeeming qualities. To be called a Jan Crow is one of the most demeaning insults and would signify that person is worthless as a life form and doesn't serve is, much purpose. Is this purpose from like, the, like the Jamaican culture? Or? Uh, I assume so, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that song is kind of really catchy. Right, and he's fine. But I did, yeah. His most of the stuff is kind of bluesy stuff. But you can find like he actually there's a music video he released, which is very cheesy, and very nineties. <gasps> get out of here! But it's very like if you enjoyed Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> but yeah, I guess before we get with the cast, we'll just talk about how about as they as they come up in the movie when we run down it. But you guys just want to share your basic overall thoughts on this movie. <laughs> what I really enjoyed about this movie is there is almost like a underlying theme that like voodoo is real. Like, yeah. it seems like this guy, Screwface, is magical. Like, he's like a head voodoo well, priest. Which they set is up kind of some awesome. supernatural yeah. horror elements. Which but is kind of cool. I don't, I don't want to spoil too much, but yeah. some of that you find out is not. It's kind of like... Hell, smoke and mirrors. Yeah. But again, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. You dig it for the first, like, yeah. hour and 20 minutes. And even, well, even cool. some of it, though, like some mm-hmm. of it, because he wakes up when she's... Because the Colombians hire uh, this uh, female voodoo priest yeah. to put a curse or something on him and there's a scene where she's like slitting a chicken's fucking and neck and spitting like the rum on she it and spits shit. like vodka yeah. on the chicken and this cuts is, his head off and then and then before yeah. that though she like fucking bays naked just a yeah. reason to show her did you guys really notice scene, yeah. that like as he like goes in he puts like money on the table and it's only like 300 bucks like it's not much <laughs> at all like it seems like yeah, you to do this you well wish. 300 bucks to like uh, yeah whatever. but still like she's kind of going against like her uh, her boss right like isn't like I don't. I don't think she's working. No. Bro. I, I got the impression she was just. He found another like voodoo priestess. Sta- I think it was stacks, like three stacks. It was three stacks, but they weren't hundred dollar bills. They were tens. Oh, they were tens. Yeah, which right. is like, oh, that's only like <laughs> that's only had hundred hundred bucks. Yeah, I've heard about that before, where they need money on set and they forgot to actually get prop money, so they like, oh, I go around to see whatever it has, <laughs> try to put something together. But um, yeah, so she does try to put a, a curse on him, and he wakes up like in this nightmare. So yeah. they throw out like maybe voodoo it, is possibly yeah. real, um, but then there's some other but, stuff. That it may not be. 
nothing happens after that. Like it doesn't. Well, she gets she gets her comeuppance. Yeah, he, there's, <laughs> it just leads for him to just, just to show how violent and uh, evil these guys are because mm. they capture her and she's tied up and you see them do something terrible to her. Yeah. It's like cut off screen, but you pretty much it's, it's, it's not. It's hinted that it's not good what happens to her. Mm. But yeah, it is. I, I agree. It's kind of cool that it has that horror kind of mm. voodoo uh, element to this film. But again, maybe because I'm maturing. I'm not that like I really can't stand watching Steven Seagal for an hour and a half. It just oh. seemed like, oh man. Even like his action seems a bit wooden too. Like with his guns, like I call this my silent partner, and uh, one whisper in her ear. Well, you kill me, Smalls. You kill yeah, me here. Yeah. It was just like, okay, I get it. You're tough. Like almost like the macho posturing. It's like, oh, uh, he, okay. he, no. but it's not done in like a humorous way. Like Commando is like, I'm strong. I will lift trees. Like, yeah, I'm strong. I get guns. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't winking at itself at I guess, all. I guess I when you're looking weird. at it now, but I mean, yeah. when it came out, it was only like his third movie, basically, yeah. right? So, yeah. I disagree with everything you said. I think this is a <laughs> fucking an amazing action. You think flick. so? Still hot up for me. Like, there, there's no other. Yes, there's tons of action flicks. I would rather watch this than Born Identity Three again or any other current action flick. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just knows what it is. It's not trying to add this like big grandiose intricate plot. There's not all this stuff going on. It's you know they're fucking with his family now, and he's gonna he's had enough, and he's gonna take out these drug lords. I like that. I think that's missing in a lot of films these days. I think Seagal totally sells the action in this. Like, yes, you you got you got to listen to him spewing his fucking Brad spiritual Rick. bullshit, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think it's great. Like you see him, and he's throwing guys. I one thing I love about Seagal, it's like anytime he snaps, he's in a room, everyone's arm. <laughs> well, that too, but it's like how much can I destroy in this room? Yeah. Like he's in this expensive jewelry store that he's already smashed his car. Through. Through. And he's just kind of like, uh, I, I could take out this guy and probably snap his neck easily, but instead I'm going to throw him through each. He goes literally through each. Table to table. Table to table. Our... T- that's a typical action movie. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to crash into the most expensive store sure. possible. And what I love is throughout this movie, he does so much damage on the streets. They're driving through cars, which kind of now with what was happening with the terrorist stuff, like yeah. that just happened recently in Toronto a couple months ago and it's happening. I here. was noticing that. That's kind of like, like had like no made you feel, um, uh, regard for human life in this movie. Like Even like that scene took place in like a playground like yeah. he's like oh, oh yeah we're gonna take care of these kids like don't like a pull up beside these guys with guns beside yeah. a playground like well again that was the thing about these action flicks and we even kind of see it in like Avengers yeah. and shit like that like they're saving the day but how much damage and collateral mm-hmm. damage would there be in real life I mean that's why I love Batman vs Superman so yeah. much because it actually touches upon that there's two people who are killing each other and smashing the buildings there's gonna be people that are gonna die yeah. but um, it is interesting watching these type of movies now and being like yeah, like we've seen how much damage and how many people can die easily by someone just driving through a busy sidewalk. Yeah. So when they're doing that in this scene, it kind of made me feel a little bit uncomfortable just for a slight second because we know it's fake. And yeah. this, is, this is 80s action flick where, sorry, early 90s where no one is going to, that's just a standard and everyone's going to be fine. Don't worry. But <laughs> I do love it. Yeah. That like he's not even a D agent anymore. He's a retired agent and the other guy's a fucking football coach. And these two guys are getting away with like, like at the beginning, you kind of touch upon, you have, um, Kevin, what's the name? Kevin Dunn. What is he in? He's in Seinfeld. Nuts. He's like Seinfeld's buddy that Seinfeld breaks up yeah, with. Yeah, okay. But I went to all your shows, Jerry. <laughs> but we don't even hang out. I've never been to your house. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's he's been in a, he, a lot of comedies. He was in Hot Shots, stuff like that. Uh, but that he's definitely sense. a guy where you see him. He's been in everything. The Godzilla. Right? He was in the Godzilla, Godzilla remake from the 90s. But yeah, he's a guy you always recognize. But there's him and there's um, Joanna Pakula, who plays Leslie. Who's they're both like the the cops actually yeah. investigating this case, and they're in the beginning, and she's thrown as a love interest, love interest, which 
There's nothing to her. She's so underdeveloped. There's yeah. no reason for her to be there. She's in like what two scenes. Hour. She's in there at the beginning with Kevin is, Dunn. Is she a cop or is she just like a decryptor? She's like, oh, this means this. I, I know Jamaica. But she, well, she would I, probably, I even if she is, well, yeah, yeah, I guess she may not work for the cops, yeah. but I assume she was. Either way, those two are introduced at the beginning and they kind of touch upon this, yeah. but it never goes anywhere. Like once the action actually starts, those characters are forgetting yeah. about and they no longer are investigating because at the beginning they're like, oh, we got to find evidence that Seagal is behind this, but they just forget yeah. about that story. And she is literally thrown in there to possibly be a love interest but it doesn't go anywhere pointless like I don't know why they introduced her because you wasted like a couple minutes with this character but um, yeah I just thought uh, that she was kind of uh weak mm-hmm. and uh, not needed but yeah I, I don't know I, I think like it's I don't know this is that 90s flick that is just like fun what I did enjoy about this movie as well is when they actually go to Jamaica I thought it was kind of cool to like the actual like um, street shots of them just kind of wandering yeah. around the streets did they, did they actually go to Jamaica like they had to have right I don't know I don't Are think so because I think Seagal shot all of this in the, I, I think I read everything he saw, shot was in the US so oh, get out of here they might have sent someone to go yeah. get the, the B-roll and then when they went to the actual house was not in America, it was just in America but uh, that is a cool scene though like I don't know was the silence or new at the time in night vision because they're making a really big yeah. deal about this, the silence uh, got uh, in night vision from your the uh, USA army uh, from your friends <laughs> go go take out screw face <laughs> uh, but I don't know I, I enjoyed this again I always enjoy you know what you're getting into when you throw on a cigar you're going to have his terrible running you're going to have him smashing people through buildings another thing I noticed too which I'm sure if I watch all Seagal films I'll notice it more but one thing to look forward to do you notice everyone even his buddies again I bet you it was like probably not even part of the script it was just him showing his male dominance on set but like even when he's talking to his, his partner at the beginning he's slapping around hitting his head right. grabbing, almost putting him in a headlock <laughs> he's constantly like hitting this beating this guy around and even like he goes to the the, the, the barbecue party with his sister's throat yeah. and he meets like the little kid he's slapping the little kid in the face <laughs> <laughs> like it's supposed to be like a friendly ape, hey, yeah. but it's kind of like you, you could just see Seagal going around, just like yeah, yeah. yeah just let you know I'm the fucking the I, I will kick cock in the shop here. But yeah, I I had fun with this. Um, yeah, and then I think they do a good job of really making you hate these Jamaicans. Like these guys, you don't want to fuck with. Like there's no, a, there's really scenes where am. like you're like. Seagal cannot beat these guys like the scene with the bulldozer yeah like they pretty much defeat Seagal there and the scene yeah like the, the one girl that tries fucking with him the next scene they've got her tied up oh, and they're crazy, killing right? her like and what they do at a sister like they shoot up at the house but then that's not enough they actually like she's in like um, she's in police protection and they still like you find out they kill the cops and they break in and like tie her up and do they, some voodoo they, thing on her and they could have like did whatever to her so I don't know like they do a good job of making these guys be like scary Detestable. and intimidating even though Seagal is a bad you know he's going to win in the end but alright I got a question I didn't even look into this but there was like one Jamaican guy who was in everything in the 80s and 90s did you recognize that extra no I, I would say he's the guy with the dreads and the beard but like he seemed like he was in everything well I, I looked up a lot of these guys yeah. like most of them were like anytime you needed a bad Jamaican he, they were the <laughs> they go were to the guys. like that must suck eh? like yeah. you're this guy you feel like you're a good actor but it's like the roles that are only ever available to you yeah. it's like ah evil Jamaican number three again like <laughs> Ah, anyway, Stokes, what are your thoughts on this film? Kind of in the middle of both of you guys, like, kind of disagree with Kyle a lot on what he just said because, like, it's not my favorite Seagal movie, not even close. Like, for his, you know, his first four movie run, this is probably like number four, yeah. honestly. But you put this below out for justice, yeah. With the Italians. Uh, I put it out. I put it below. I mean, I have to watch them again. Hard to Kill is definitely above it, and Under Siege yeah. is definitely above it. But ah, uh, yeah, like. Stuff you said, old Jamaicans. I don't know. They didn't come across like they weren't thre- scared of you. Threatening, no. Because, <laughs> well, I thought like even when they go into that scene in the bar and they're killing the Colombians, like they just like don't care. They'll go in and shoot up like anywhere. 
where there's like you know they don't care about loss of collateral damage loss of life in there like they're shooting up in the middle of a club like again that's kind of shit that's going on now where people are constantly dying I guess the, the problem then is like oh, some of them think they can fly and some of them think they're invincible right <laughs> the only problem is they're both wrong they're both wrong <laughs> <laughs> okay I got a question for you guys what is Steven Seagal? Is he like uh, Portuguese, Italian? I have no idea. Yeah, I know. He plays it like every film. Yeah, yeah. He, he's an Italian in one film. He's Portuguese in the next. He's uh, yeah, I don't know Colombian in some. Like, I have no I'll idea. I'll look it up as Stoke shares the rest of his yeah. thoughts. Yeah, I'm just, I, I think the ending kind of took any of that credibility away, in my opinion. But, uh, <laughs> I, okay, I guess we can't go into the ending just yet. But I'm um, not going to spoil it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It just basically runs through them, right? <laughs> so it's it's like so they built these guys up as you know tough, blah blah blah, and then Seagal just runs through them, and you know that's it with uh, his silencer yeah. and his uh, his partner Keith David, who is a basketball a football coach. I guess was, he served him in Nam, right? He must have, right? Uh, I don't know, maybe. Because he's just not like some football coach. He has like See, the I don't know. They don't right? mention yeah. that. Like I thought that's why I thought it was kind of silly. He is a football coach, but he's like amazing with the guns and shit. I mean, but then I'm like, it's fucking Keith David, so it's understandable. Yeah. He used to be a um, a miner up in the Arctic. <laughs> and just like you brought up the scene in the bulldozers in his car. I mean, it doesn't make any sense why they wouldn't just finish him off. Right. But like, again, that's that's every action yeah. film. They always, the, the, you always have to show the hero get defeated so it doesn't, or else you just think the whole time that, you know, there's no threat. But and they always let yeah. this hero, it's like the Bond villain syndrome. It goes against syndrome. everything you said, that there's these badasses who are just ruthless. If they were that ruthless, like, they would just kill them. Instead right of like there. introducing to his friend <laughs> Sister Fire, he would have introduced him to his friend uh, Brother Bullet. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I I, I just, I just remember watching. You this wanted as a to watch kid him burn, like yeah. I just want to watch you burn, motherfucker. I yeah. Well, I think it is. It is like leaving him helpless, right? It's kind of mm. like anyone could shoot someone, and then that that's over. But to leave someone in a car as they burn alive, I mean, you're right. He could have sat there and waited and made sure that he did. And then if he tried to get out, shoot. I guess him, he's like, Screwface. He's got tons of stuff to do, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't know. Again, I think that's standard. Action. Yeah, that, that is that, that is, is literally every James action Bond. movie. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. But you didn't find like even the beginning. I remember watching this as a kid. Like he's a scary dude. Like the way, the way they introduced it again. He seems like a horror movie character. Something even, out of Candyman with the background. Oh yeah, that was cool. And, all the, like the graffiti and on the walls. You see and him like, in like two places at once, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, and he's kind of got those. There's um, something. His eyes are a bit wonky too. Did oh yeah, this? with the green. They yeah. did. They like. And again, they that's, some, that's something they would have. I would have thought like these days that would have been done digitally through a yeah. computer program. But yeah, I wonder how they did it. Like he's got these little green bright eyes mm-hmm. that make some kind of unearthly. Like he always seems like something mystical. Yeah. Like off about him and even he's got those um they're not scars they're um they're almost like um markings on his yeah. face and his back that like you I saw it like the uh, the black panther guys had it. yeah exactly some kind of a, what are those called like i guess um, just like burn scars yeah. i guess screws is that what screw face came from something do from like tradi- like some kind yeah. of jamaican tradition thing I, I almost like know. the idea of a tattoo but yeah. with like uh, i guess burn marks but i thought that kind of added like mm-hmm. a kind of i don't know i remember as a kid finding him quite scary but mm-hmm. sorry yeah, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's got everything you want. Seagal movie, it's got, you know, the tits, the yeah. arm breaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is a lot of him just, like, busting arms, right? Like I thought, like, yeah, I thought, like, every Seagal film for you was a nine, nine and yeah. a half. <laughs> well, Stokes is like a, a like an onion. You just peel back the layers. <laughs> so I do got the answer here, by the way. So, which is great, because I looked up his IMDb, and he must have wrote this. It opens up with, Steven Seagal is a striking and somewhat boyishly handsome. <laughs> 
often with ponytail action star who burst on the martial arts film scene in 1988 in the fast-paced Warner Brothers film Above the Law. Anyways, his paternal grandparents were Russian Jewish immigrants. His mother had English, German, and Dutch ancestry. So he's got a bit of everything in mm-hmm. him. That's why I guess he can play pretty, pretty much, much everything. everything. Fair enough. Um, do you have uh, anything else about this? Uh, great yeah, did you, did you look up? I looked up. Did you know how much this movie made? I think it's another one where it made like sixty million. Yeah, it made right? almost sixty million dollars. Holy moly! Isn't that insane? Like, well, his movies like, were everyone there making five, six times their budget. Like this is prime. Yeah, with prime. twelve million budget, sixty million. You know, that's insane. That's insane. Well, and apparently, the Hard to Kill again came out the same year of this. So, like, what a year he had! Oh yeah. But that film was so successful that they gave him another extra million to kind of spice up this flick a bit. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go over quickly. Uh, so Seagal. Really, he has. Let's talk about his prime skull. So we got Above the Law, Hard to Kill, this Out, film, Out for Justice, Out for Justice, Under Siege, On Deadly Ground. Those are probably the highlights. Then yeah. you got the second tier, which would be Under Siege Two, Executive Decision, Glimmer Man, Fire Down Below, The Patriot, and then Exit Wounds was him trying to be a big star again. And then well, after that, that DMX. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, I would say it's kind of all like straight to video dreck. What are the Filmed in our hometown? Yeah. Yeah. What are out of those for you? What's like your poison? What's your cigar poison? Under siege, I think, is probably you know? the best. Stokes. Yeah, I have a follow-up question too. After I answer this question. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Is under- it weird that I get a boner when I watch? <laughs> <laughs> I love Under Siege. I love basically his first five movies that you mentioned. Under Siege is the fifth movie, except for Hard to uh, except for Mark for Just Mark for Death. Apparently, no, I like Mark for Death. I'm not <laughs> saying I don't. I'm just saying it's my least favorite, but that's okay. not saying it's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to watch Above the Law and Out for Justice. I, I agree. Uh, Under Siege and Hard to Kill are, are better yeah. films than this. They're probably my favorite. He doesn't get like too a preachy in a Under Siege. It's just him, just like trying to take care of a. Does, does cook. He get, yeah. Yeah, he's not. And Tommy Lee Jones is such a badass in that movie too, right? Yeah, well, and then the woman jumping on the and cake. Is Gary Busey, is Gary Busey <laughs> in that too? I think uh, he is. Yeah. He's in, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great fucking film. You see, but it's finally something like it's a different character. Finally, yeah. he's a different character. Which is a shame that like how bad uh, Under Siege Two was. That's one on the train. Yeah, I remember yeah. just being like not enjoying that film at yeah. all. Sorry, Kyle. What was what was your uh, me, uh, hard to kill and under siege for me? Hard right. to kill is probably my favorite. I, that's when I watched most as a kid. I loved like the whole the calm, and then he has to train retrain himself, yeah. and like you can take that to the bank, <laughs> Senator the Trump Bank. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love that movie. Yeah, so I was going to ask you guys, when do you think he jumped a shark? So I had Exit Wounds and Glimmer Man. <sighs> well, Glimmer Man. After that, Glimmer Man was his big. It was a a, well, a bust, right? It, it made. Didn't make any money. It was but it, okay, he wasn't came it? came back with exit wounds and made quite a bit of money. I would say really, though, I would say, again, those are second tier. Like, I think On Deadly Ground was the one that a lot of people didn't love with yeah. Michael Caine. Um, I think so that, like and that was like the, the environmental yeah. and then the native story. Like it was, I, I think that was the one where people were kind of like, yeah, because then after that you had Under Siege 2, which a lot of people didn't care about. Yeah. It didn't do that well. Executive Decision. Executive Decision isn't even a Seagal film, let's be honest. Like it's a Kurt Russell film. And then Glimmer Man and Fire Down Below. They were kind of like, they made it to theaters, but I don't yeah. remember people being too excited about them. I thought them. Glimmer Man was good because it had like Keenan Ivory Wames or... Yeah. 
And then he likes country. I like yeah, rock yeah, and roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. <laughs> but the Patriot was straight to video, right? I believe. And then X and Wins was going to be I a don't, big I don't theatrical the return. Patriot. Was the Patriot with Mel, Mel, Mel Gibson? No, this is different. There was Patriot. a Mel Gibson Patriot movie. Yeah. This is different. But, yeah. yeah, around the same time, I think. Yeah, I don't remember that one. But yeah, no, X and Wins was him trying to do a return. It yeah. did okay, but then after that, he never like came yeah. big again. Like, didn't he do a few with like DMX? Or is that I just the only he one? Might have yeah. Been. I was going through, I was going to list like, because all his titles as films have like the three words. I was going to write them all down, but then like it got to like 10. I'm like, the, <laughs> there's too many. It's like half past death. Out for dead. justice. Today you die. Um, but here's what's funny though. How many titles of his have the word kill in the title? So we got Hard to Kill. He did Out for a Kill, Driven to Kill, and Contract to Kill. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you must have a big filmography when you have four titles alone. <laughs> I've heard of two of these movies. I've actually seen all of them. Have you? Not going to lie, yep. Any, any of them worth a damn? Or? No. <laughs> there, you can find some of these like cheap on like five packs and yeah. two or three packs on Blu-ray. So I, there's something like if I see at the dollar store, I might pick them up out of curiosity and one day watch them. But um, yeah, I checked out some trailers. Some of them, there was like one or two that looked okay, but most of them just have that cheap like made-for-DVD look to them. They look, I don't know. They don't look good. <laughs> um... But yeah, I don't know. Any, anything else you guys want to? No. I did want to talk with Keith David. I mean, we mentioned, I mean, no, he's, he's fucking awesome from amazing. They Live and The Thing and Platoon. And he did a bunch of those uh, war flicks. Uh, he's a great actor. But um, did you notice the other connection of They Live in there? No. Uh, Peter Jason plays uh, Pete Stone. He plays his sergeant at the beginning. That like, ah, oh, just down. Oh, okay. He's also from They Live. He was a guy that did like, he did They Live, Prince of Darkness, Body Bags, In the Mouth of Madness, Escape from L.A., Ghost of Mars. Like he did from that point All on. All like, the every Carpenter movies? Carpenter Crazy. Film. And he was in like Trick or Treats and um, Arachnophobia. He was recently in Willow Creek. So he's got a, oh. a nice little catalog. Cool. From but uh, I want to mention him. Uh, the Colombian villain was Al Azrio as Tito Barco, but he played. He was from uh, Body Double, Scarface, Carlitos Way. He was kind of like the guy if you needed a Colombian bad guy. He was the guy. Um, I also want to mention. So Basil Wallace plays Screwface. Uh, he was also in Rapid Fire, Return of the Living Dead Three. But what's funny of him, if you look at his IMDb, that guy is like the most proper professional look. Like he looks like he could be a science oh, he, professor or something. He is like a, like a, like an like English actor. Yeah, like, did, oh, yeah, did you see him? Like he just looks no, like he's in a suit. He's got his glasses on. Oh, that's on. amazing. It's so funny. Like he looks nothing like uh, his He's like, like he, him and like uh, who played uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi are like the uh, two like British actors who yeah. get like the, uh, <laughs> hello, I am. But uh, Screwface was named after a Bob Marley song if you weren't aware. Uh, we did touch upon that Daniel Harris plays his niece in this, um, which is kind of cool because again, you she's the, you got the Halloween Four reference yeah, that the director yeah. did, but she did a bunch of. Uh, I'm sure everyone knows who Daniel Harris is. She's uh, she's had a bit of a resurgence with oh, the yeah, Hatchet Hatchet. series and Stakeland stuff, but then she's kind of like Rob Zombie she's kind of be- the Rob Zombie Halloween, but she's kind of became like if you need a scream a, queen, if you want, yeah, that someone you got this low budget film and no money, then you get her name. Just well, she's, yeah, Patrick, she was in. Oh, I wanted to mention, so we didn't even mention this character, but there's also Charles. He's the Jamaican cop. Yes. That ends up helping them too. And I noticed, did you notice they kind of throw that in? They didn't want it to be racist. They couldn't have they like Seagal taking out a bunch of, so, so they made sure that he's partnering up with two yeah. two black guys to, you know. Make sure it's uh, just not a... But uh, did you know to recognize who he was? Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks Get for the ride. Yeah, he's here. the uh, Creepshow? Creepshow 2. He's the hitchhiker. It's crazy. And he's also on your uh, one of your favorites, Tales from the Hood. Well, one of my favorites as well. Yeah. Who's so. he in Tales from the Hood? 
Uh, I forget, but he, I, yeah. I'd have to look it up. I, I kind of recognized him, but then couldn't think of exactly. Oh, and there's also, we didn't even mention, so the, there's all kinds, the Jamaicans, they have crazy names like Monkey. It's, it's awesome, Which right? is totally racist, but I did not make it. <laughs> uh, so they're calling each other, folks. Don't shut down our podcast. Um, Dreads, you got Nesta. And then yeah. you, you got the slimy lawyer, Jimmy Fingers. Like I that love guy. Jimmy Fingers. Jimmy Fingers is great, man. You can't wait to see that guy die. Um Oh, I, did you guys notice he's rocking the, the one oh, earring in this? Oh, amazing. Jimmy, what do you do? I'm um, Jimmy Fingers. Oh, uh, what do you do? I'm good at getting people off. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Fingers. Uh, fair, fair enough. <laughs> it's like the name works both ways. But um, did you know, yeah, did you notice the girl's rocking the one earring in this? No, I didn't. No. Uh, who else can pull off a ponytail like Seagal? Like, is there anyone else that could look like that and then be that tough? Like, no. Fuck, he's so badass. We mentioned there's hands chopped off, but there's also, um, without spoiling too much, like decapitation. This is some of the, there's some pretty good violence in there. Yeah, the violence in the movie was kind of like intense, wasn't it? Uh, I, I mentioned I wrote down the speech, so I want to give it. So it opens up with uh, he gets uh, he decides he's going to retire and he goes to the priest to confess. And it, he got this emotional music playing. He's like, I knew that the only justice I could get was the one I made for myself, not always by law. Father, I just killed a woman. I've lied. I slept with informants. I've taken drugs. I falsified evidence. I did whatever I had to do to get the bad guys. Then I realized something: that I had become what I most despised. That's that is so good. I like how like that they said that he's like kind of a dirty cop, willing to do anything. Okay, so the thing that made him switch <laughs> was him killing a woman. Is that it? Is that what happened? I don't know. Because he just took out like uh, what, like sixteen, fifteen. I know, guys. and who cares? She's just like and, and crazy she, prostitute she, that just killed his partner. Yeah, and then he takes her out, and he's like, "Oh, I feel bad that I just killed this woman." Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, I don't that's know. Weird. Um, Screwface, we didn't even mention, so the Jamaicans, apparently the one guy, Basil Wallace, actually was recently from Jamaica, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of the other guys were as well. So they already had dialogue, Jamaican dialogue in there, but they kind of spiced up to really what Jamaicans would say. But did you guys notice a lot of, like, the clots? Yeah, bumblecloth. Bumbleclaw, blood clot. Do you know what that means? Yeah, do you? I I, 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 I was talking to a guy at a bar one day, and he's like, do you know what that means? Like, I have no idea. Like, It's actually, I guess, like a um, uh, tampon. Yeah, I guess like, and I was like, why would they call people? But then you think it's like, we call people assholes, dickheads. Yeah, exactly. So it makes sense. But yeah, they use a blood clot. They say it like 10 times. Yeah. Bat you whole. Ras clot, bomba clot, like it's just like various versions on clot. Yeah, and I think some of those are different versions. And then Ras is uh, something as well that has again, Ras has something to do with like um, menstruation. No, it has something to do with again. It's like one of the arteries or something that the blood gets clot. Whatever. They have a really obsession with that. Yeah. And then Brada, which is a brother. What does he call him? Brad. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. How could I not figure that one out? <laughs> I actually had to watch like in subtitles because the uh, the Jamaican. Slang, it's very heavy. Like his accent is very like there. You can oh, use yeah. it, and he doesn't. They don't talk like he doesn't talk proper English in it. Which uh, at least the main guy does. I don't know about the other guys. Yeah, it, it, which again, I don't know. Is that a Jamaican thing? Like instead of saying like where you would normally say died, they say dead. You know yeah. What I mean? Like he says, what does he say? Um, my cell phone dead. <laughs> Call my mom quickly. My cell phone about to dead. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants dead. <laughs> Which he says dead a lot, and it's always like in it, you know, yeah. where we would normally say died. So I don't know, but apparently he came from Jamaica, and he's like 
this is how you know we say yeah. certain things. So I mean, I think, he's just like having everyone on, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing this. Well, actually, or, or maybe Seagal slap. He's like, oh, really? They're like, oh, you know what we should do is we this, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, we say that all the time in Jamaica. <laughs> well, I, I actually work with someone that's like, I think he's half Jamaican. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I had talked to him about that, and he's like, yeah, that's, you know, they say that a lot. <laughs> he's what he's he was born in Canada, but I think his parents were there. Like he, they, he still visits there and stuff. But anyways, yeah, I, I, I had to look at that up because I'm like, what the hell? What, what's this obsession with like? Because they'll say it like in that that one scene in the Julie store, they say it like five. Oh times. yeah, it's. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was um, I don't know interesting. I guess. Uh, We've obviously made fun of his round, but we should make fun of it some more again. Like, <laughs> looks like he's juggling dice or something. He it runs, is so eh? like, weird it's so when he weird. runs, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's always great seeing him uh, run. Um, the guy that get, runs out of the building, leaps out of the building. I thought that looked great. The fall. That actually was a really these good days fall, it would be done with CGI. Like that looked like he actually he, fell and smashed. He goes like a yeah. couple feet. Like I like. Uh, hey, you want some blow? Yeah, I want some blow. Put your hands where I can see them, or I'm gonna blow your head off. <laughs> um, uh, you do get a cool car chase, which the director said he was inspired by French Connection, but I'm pretty sure everyone says they are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that car chase was kind of cool. Again, mm-hmm. other than the fact that it's kind of like after knowing that that shit happens now. Have you talked about the uh, the truck chase or no? Have we talked about that yet? The two semi trucks <laughs> from the cover. Oh yeah, we should. Yeah, I was going to mention it in trivia, cause, uh, but yeah, if you look on the the DVD cover from Mark for Death, there's uh two yeah there's two trucks on the back. One's like popping a wheelie, and another one's exploding. And if you're wondering, I don't remember that scene. In this movie, no, it's not a deleted scene. That is a scene from uh, a James Bond film. I believe it's a uh, license license to kill. To kill yeah, somehow. A random scene from a, a James Bond movie got thrown on the back. That's cover, almost like a bait and switch, funny. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if you could kind of argue that. There are some scenes I didn't mention, but I guess in the trailer even you see, like, in the jewelry scene, he just kicks, the, like, he knocks the guy down and kicks him, and then, like, he just dies. You never see him get up. But in the actual, in the trailer, you see he actually trot, karate chops the guy in the neck, so it's weird they cut that out. Maybe, like, uh, MPAA said, like, oh, don't karate chop yeah, people in the neck. it sounds like there's a little Chopping bit of Chopping off people's hands, that's cool, but karate chops Well, that's what I mean. It's weird, because no, they no, have, no. like, some stuff here yeah. in decapitation that I'm, I'm wondering why they had such a, yeah, it's weird, because there's a little bits of violence that almost seems like they're edited out okay so there's a scene uh close to the end when they're preparing to go to jamaica right? so <laughs> yeah. they're, okay so they're in that the warehouse they're in the warehouse and uh he's with keith david who's got these like super safety goggles on he's just got a pair of aviators <laughs> yeah, on that's amazing, and he's right? shooting like a side of beef with a machine gun <laughs> Do you think that was his, like, oh, Stallone thinks he's tough uh, punching some meat in a lot? I'll show him how I'm tough. I'm going to fucking shoot it <laughs> with my silence pistol. Yeah, that's, that's great. But again, I love that kind of stuff. I love. I always love them. One of my favorite things in action flicks are always, like, the... The montage when they're getting their arrow yeah, weapons ready. Yeah, like Commando, you got yeah. in this. I, I always love those scenes. They're not hard to kill. It's more like the uh, training sequence, but I love that It just goes back stuff. to what you were saying. Like, he's got to, like... He doesn't need these safety glasses. Yeah. He's, oh, I'm going to throw on a pair of aviators yeah. and shoot this side of beef. You should go, man. Come yeah. on. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to say? Should we share our final thoughts and get into the spoilers? Yeah, that sounds good. Who wants to start? Go ahead, Stokes. Uh, yeah, I just, like I said, I didn't, not my favorite Seagal movie. I mean, they just kind of throw it. To, I think it just kind of gets thrown together. <laughs> it's like they make a plot, but it's like, okay. So the part of the hospital scene when he sees his niece in the bed and he makes that emotion, ridi- he holds her hand. Ridiculous yeah. face. And then. <laughs> 
But the best part of that is him and Keith David, like that badass walk down the hall. Like that's yeah. that's great. That's great stuff, yeah. man. Yeah, like I would have, I would have wanted to cover Hard to Kill, to be honest, if I had choice. But I had just watched that like a month or two. Did you? I think I gave that a really high rating. I fucking yeah. love Hard to Kill, man. But yeah, I found this one is a bit too. Um, Sigali for me if that's a word like it just seems like a I'm gonna take care of the streets but I really like the villains though like of all like well maybe not under siege but of all the other like uh, uh, above the law out for justice these guys might yeah, be my favorite villains I think villains. they are some of the better villains than but again it, I, it, it didn't cohere it wasn't, wasn't like, cohesive wasn't cohesive enough for me I don't what, know cohesive there's no fucking <laughs> cohesive <laughs> the, the plot is the Jamaicans shoot up his family I, I know, he's gonna like, get revenge yeah, yeah. <laughs> Huh. What more do you want, man? They put his niece in the hospital. <laughs> I get, I get exactly. He puts one in her in the yeah. hospital. He puts one yeah. in the morgue. It just seems so silly, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm with you on that. Right? 100%. Yeah. Um, so what, what rating are you guys giving it? I'm, I might give it six. Okay, Stokes? Yeah, I'm, I'm a six. Fucking guys. Apparently, I love action flicks. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Then I give so. a way higher rating in Commando 2. No, I, I agree. This is not my favorite Seagal film. I, I thought I enjoyed it more before but I do think I think the villains personally for me are, are scary and I don't know they actually seem kind of kind of tough even though Seagal's still fucking invincible because <laughs> he's Seagal but uh, I, I like the horror kind of voodoo elements in there I think there's some cool like the chase scene mm-hmm. is not bad the boulders scenes kind of a nice twist again on a Seagal film that's usually mostly martial arts and action I like the you know them going to Jamaica to take out like a whole Fucking army of people with their silence guns. So, Did you notice the night vision he doesn't use yeah, at all? Like yeah. he comes into the room, he they shuffle lights. He comes in the room with the night vision, and they're all there with the guns. They can't see him. He could easily take them out, but he doesn't. He does nothing. He walks for like five feet. Then he takes off the night vision and goes into the bright room and kills him. I don't like, even think the what the room, hell was the point? I don't even think the room he was in was even dark. I don't even know what the <laughs> point of that was either. It was just like it's almost like that was new technology yeah. at the time, and they wanted to like blow people's minds <laughs> like oh we got to fit this night vision man check out this goggles. cool cool technology but um yeah no i, I don't know I, I i still like it i i agree it's not top tier action yeah it doesn't compare to commando and it's not Seagal's best but i still had a lot of fun with it i'm gonna give it seven out of ten okay. um, i thought you were gonna go higher actually no again hard to kill for me is like an eight eight point five yeah this is this is lesser mm-hmm. Seagal, but i still th- i don't know I, I just enjoy his style again i, I think it's different than a lot of other action stars out there it's more close combat it's more of like using whatever settings around you smashing guys through anything that's possibly there if there's any kind of glass shelf or anything they're getting thrown through <laughs> in a skull film and just popping bones and stuff and I it's, don't, a, it's almost like uh, if you see a glass shelf into a Steven Seagal movie it's almost as kin as watching Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff is wearing that shirt yeah you know it's gonna happen yeah. he's getting thrown out <laughs> he's gonna get thrown through the glass window yeah. and I, I don't know I, it sounds like you guys aren't totally up with him in this film Seagal mm-hmm. I, I, this is Seagal for me I, I watch it because I want to hear his fucking babbling on about you know how his spiritual nonsense <laughs> and how he's you know lone warrior and you know this perfect He's soldier take and, care of your front yard yeah everything else can take care of theirs it's, it's bullshit spewing out of his mouth but it's fine like, again I expect that in a Seagal film you get that in all his films and I look forward to seeing what speech is going to be in each film and I, I think Keith David is just fucking awesome oh, yeah, I, I like all the appearances of all these little cameos mm-hmm. from Daniel Cheryl and Daniel Harris and I know I, I had a lot of fun with this one um I guess should we jump into spoilers then? I do. Okay, well let's. Uh, so the time will be at the bottom there. If you don't want to have this movie spoiled for you, you know, I mean, I think you know what's going to happen. If um, you don't want to have this movie spoiled for you, uh, don't press play. Yeah, <laughs> don't watch any Seagal film. 
But uh, the time will be at the bottom either way if you want to skip past this. Uh, let's jump into spoilers. What I thought was kind of cool is like they they set it up like uh, the thing about Screwface. He's got two heads and four sets of eyes. Yeah. like Almost like a, the prestige uh, ending, yeah. which I thought was kind of cool. But did you ever think, I always thought there was more to that when I watched this movie as a kid. I remember, because I knew about going in watching this yeah. guy since from like 10 years. Mm-hmm. I thought there was more to that. Other than like the beginning when he's with the Colombian yeah. and you see he's talking to him and then you see him like over Walking, there then he's yeah. back here. They never ever do anything with that. Like which, I thought throughout yeah. the movie there is constantly that would have been keeping you so guessing. much cooler. Yeah, why right? would they take advantage of that? like the fact that so we're talking about it turns out there is he doesn't have supernatural powers, they're twin brothers. Yeah. There's two of them. But yeah, they never really did much with that. I, I thought weird. it would have been way more interesting if like, you know, he thought he killed him and then he was still I don't know, I thought they could have did more with that, but what you do get, which is pretty awesome, is two dead sequences. Like you got the one fight at the end, which I thought was kind of fun, where he fucking decapitates him, <laughs> and then you got a second one at the end where he throws him down a fucking elevator shaft. Well, he pushes his eyes yeah. in <laughs> his sockets, <laughs> then he breaks his back over. He literally does a wrestling move. He picks he him up, actually breaks, breaks him back, back over his knee, like so, <laughs> and then throws him over a ele- down an elevator shaft onto a pipe. Like that's got to be one of the coolest deaths. Actually, that's kind of a brutal kill. <laughs> in the trivia, I was reading. A a lot and apparently Seagal thinks this movie has some of his best action scenes and it's his favorite kill I believe final kill Seagal apparently really really enjoys this movie in his catalog so um, yeah that is one of the coolest yeah endings well even the head though which is really again kind of a horror element mm-hmm. when they go to the club and they know that there's two of these guys now yeah. they know there's twins they go to the Jamaican club to show oh no they don't know at the point but they go yeah. to say like and put an end to all this drug dealing because your boss is dead and they actually pull the head they brought the head like from Jamaica yeah, that's and brought it right? and show them like that was crazy I thought that was really cool and but it, of course it turns out then there's another one his twin brother but all that was great oh and after he kills him the great line I hope there aren't triplets <laughs> so fucking good but um, yeah I don't really think there's much else to talk in spoilers, that's really the only spoiler but I mean that's what I was talking about like he just goes and basically kicks this guy's ass like that's what I mean they, they took away his credibility at the end because he goes in chops his balls off yeah. then he chops his head off then he goes and kills the twin brother like it was nothing yeah. with the twin brother though there's a bit of a fight between them like there's times where he's he's uh, equaling Seagal there he's whipping around with the knife and everything there's mm-hmm. you're right Seagal never really Seagal probably has it I, I, I refuse to put blood on me I wouldn't bleed <laughs> you know we gotta make this guy tough but uh, let's be honest, he can't ever actually hurt me because that would be fake, okay? I would be too good. I would never actually get a cut. I don't need a bumble clot. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't go on any of his films. Does he ever really get that injured? Like, I don't think in Hard to Kill he does either. Well, he gets like uh, in a coma for a couple years, doesn't he? Yeah, I guess they shoot him, but then like from that point, when he actually goes, yeah. the action scenes, I don't think he ever, maybe that's in his contract, but yeah, I agree, like he never really gets injured, but that fight, I think, does a good job of making it seem like this guy could possibly maybe defeat Seagal maybe, yeah probably not but. Yeah, no 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 <laughs> but it's Seagal We're re- we gotta be realistic here yeah, no one could no ever one actually can take out Seagal. Seagal but yeah I don't know is that it for spoilers then yeah guys... I think so yeah okay well before we go I just have a couple little quick uh, tidbit trivia tidbits here most of these I've already talked about so I'll skip past them but um, yeah as I mentioned there was a lot of this, some of the scenes were more violent which you can kind of tell the way it's edited um, they had to cut it down for an R rating so I guess it would have been unrated but yeah just some more violence and, and whatnot um, I wonder if the, the voodoo scene with the woman you would have seen what oh actually her. like uh, yeah. torture and stuff like this that this was actually named one of the most violent movies uh, of 1990 by the National Coalition on TV Violence crazy 
Actually, that's it. We we cover most of it uh, yeah. talking about cool. it. Cool. That's crazy. That this would be the most violent movie. Like, you figure there'd be some like horror movies that have more violence in them. Like some like. Well, I guess maybe that's a different yeah crowd. I, I don't know. Like horror movies are kind of monsters and shit like that. Whereas like yeah. this is like people are gonna like be like, I want to be. I mean, who didn't watch this movie as a kid? And be like, yeah. I want to be Seagal when I'm an adult. Uh, I used to fucking practice that run out in my backyard. For Dude, your flailing arms. <laughs> Uh, I thought it looked cool. Shooting I was wondering why everyone, like, I thought people would be like cheering me on when like I was on the track and field team and people were laughing at me. <laughs> now it all makes sense, but um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I apparently am enjoying these movies more than you guys, but we'll so. see. Maybe the maybe the the Van Dam or the Stallone will be your guys. I uh, have baby. high hopes for Tango and Cash, and that's probably the only one. Yeah, I, I don't have, think like, you're a fan. I think yeah. you're going to hate the Van Dam flick I, I even think so more. Too. I remember as a kid, I loved this movie, but like, I don't think. So, are we going to do? We're going to double impact next, and we'll save Tango and Cash for last. Yeah, thing? I think that makes sense. Kind of start on the two highlights, and then have the, yeah. kind of the Seagal and the Van Dam in the middle there. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll enjoy that movie a lot more than you guys too. <laughs> uh, yeah, this has been our second part of our action series. We'll be back with some more. Like we said, we're going to cover Double Impact next. That's two two times Van Damme. How can it be oh, bad? Shit. Why don't you just go off and do a movie? Like, oh, yeah? You got two? Well, I'm going to do a movie about triplets, okay? <laughs> that would be amazing. Like three cigars. There's no distinguishing kid. No distinguishing No, he puts like the, like, the hey, goatee brother. on one. Hey, he puts brother, like one of that. Brother, hey. Yeah. No, no, there's not no, a goofy he, yeah. one. There's all, they're all solemn. Like, do you want to do one that kind of goofy and maybe sit, make him stand up now? Okay, so go. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be goofy. Okay? He's gonna be wearing a hat. Yeah, a funny hat. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's like a characteristic. And by funny, I mean it's just gonna be a plain red hat. <laughs> yeah, because I would normally wear black. Yeah, it's such a silly hat, isn't it? <laughs> do I look like the kind of guy that can make a joke about himself? This is serious look stuff at- here. This top button is undone. It's yeah. not the top collar button. I'm yeah. silly. I'm goofy. I'm casual. I'm hip. <laughs> um, if you want to get, if you guys want to share your thoughts, is this uh, Mark for Death your Seagal masterpiece? What's your favorite? Any any kind of action flicks? You can get a hold of us. And if at- Seagal, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. Please don't kick my ass. I'm sure you could outrun him. <laughs> uh, you can get a hold of us at moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at moviecitymaniac. And just uh, we have two uh, Facebook. We have a like page and a group page. The like page, just join and like us and give us a nice good rating. And the group page, join us and come talk some Seagal and action and Van Damme and whatever else you want to throw at us. Check and I, I'm, I'd love to hear what are your thoughts. Uh, are there any good modern day Seagal like anything past the uh, is fire car- down below is cartels worth watching and even any action flicks because I've heard uh, I've heard is it Scott Atkins is kind of like the new action guy unfortunately yeah. these type of action flicks don't sell anymore so they don't make it to theaters yeah. a lot of them are straight to video but I heard he's got a lot of good um, stuff so any kind of modern action flicks mm-hmm. I'd love to to know about that you know that like, aren't a, the a, Jason American? Bournes like that aren't these uh, would you watch The Raid? <laughs> uh, I've seen oh The Raid I've yeah. seen both they're fantastic but anything like I, I've even heard like Fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin did a decent one. Get out of here! One, he did one called Condemned. It's kind of that's like, almost like Mean Guns, but on an island, right? Yeah, it's it, it, well, it's a bunch of like, criminals that they like. All right, whoever survives, it's like get the most freedom. dangerous game yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, like which I always love those flicks, mm-hmm. Running Man. Um, uh, which that'd be a fun episode. Maybe we we'll do that next for an action. That'd be kind of fun. What's that? There's a bunch of those ones where it's mean like guns. Hard, well, hard Target as well. I, I watch Mean Guns. <laughs> There's a bunch where it's like you know, it's like you get thrown in and you have to survive as these guys hunt you down. Um, but yeah, any kind of modern action flicks, I'd love to hear. I, I have heard that with Scott Atkins, the in Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren actually came back. The last two Universal Soldier films are supposed to be fantastic. Huh. Like one of them, 
the one is like a just a really good action movie, and then the one after that I heard is like it's like almost like if a David Lynch, if David Lynch did an action oh. flick, like it's really oh, that's kinda fucked cool. up and overly violent, and there's some weird crazy stuff in it. It's almost like a mix of horror and action, but they're both supposed to be really good. So I don't know, and anything like that, I'd totally be down for checking out. Uh, you know, I'm talking action action flick, not like. You know, as much as I have Tom Cruise, Matt Damon, all those guys, I'm talking about like a guy that is just known for action movies, yeah, anything like that. But, anyways, Maddie, do you have anything else to add? Uh, I do not. Thanks for coming today, uh, Stokesy. Yeah, and thanks for uh, coming. Thank Even you. if you didn't enjoy Mark Fredaff as much as I thought you would, Kyle's not having you back. Next week, <laughs> right? just let you, know. you guys better give one of these action flicks at least an eight, okay? That's <laughs> okay. all I'm asking. Uh, anyways, we'll be back, guys. Stay scared. Tomorrow brings a world and make you feel something so real. Like you can speak your own mind and whisper your wildest dreams. But girl, it's alright. Welcome to the Bumble Clad. Blah blah Let me introduce you to my friend, Brother Stokes. <laughs> I don't think it's racist if you're doing an actual Jamaican impression. I it's almost like pulling your eyes back and you're like, Hello, my name is Ming. <laughs> I like apple pie. <laughs> that's how the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how the movie is, man. Yeah. That's how they do it in this. You make dead man. <laughs> Make him dead, man. Let me introduce to you my friend, Sister Fire.